On this week's episode of the Racing Junkies podcast, we discuss Austin Sindrick wins the Daytona 500, Ryan Blaney has some choice words for his new teammate, Brad Keselowski becomes a bulldozer, and F1 testing begins. Let's get into it. That one was actually off the top of my head, Calvin. That was really, long. yeah. I didn't I pick any of those. Well, we weren't discussing it beforehand, so I assumed it was just like off the top. But usually, you mess the off the top ones like real bad. Yeah, you, like if there was a clip for the amount of times I'd actually mess these up, it would probably <laughs> be a, an hour long. I'd say. Yeah, I I was just gonna say I could save all the times you mess up, but then like I'd run out of space. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, this was actually Calvin's first time watching the Daytona 500, as well as Kyle, and Kyle is not here right now, he'll be on later, we're doing a little bit of a different episode right now because of, like, scheduled in conflicts, so, Calvin will be leaving soon, and then Kyle will be coming in, and I'll stay the whole time, so, if you like me, great, if you don't, well, you gotta deal with it. (laughs) Um, also, to note, I was gonna watch it last year, if it weren't for the rain delays, (laughs) I was set down, I was ready to watch it, but, oh well. Yeah. Um, so what'd you think of it? You're at my place, so I kind of yeah. know what you were thinking, but... It was pretty cool. It was it was a good race, actually, I find. Yeah. Um, I know, I think me and Kyle discussed this, but I don't think his brother liked it, but anyway, that's besides oh. the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, I don't know, I, like, I enjoyed the race. I thought it was a better race than I was expecting this year, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting a race that was going to be single file because A, they weren't used to these cars, and B, what we were seeing in the duels was cars just, once they pitted, they were getting split up and spread out. And I yeah. think that the thing that helped them this time was the stage cautions mm-hmm. did help them here because it allowed them to keep the group bunched up in a pit all at the same time. And right. a lot of the times when they actually did go for the green flag pits, they did get back into the group. Not only that, but there was a caution as they were coming on and off. Like, there was issues with wheels falling off in the first stage. Yeah. Um, and just tires saw. coming off, or, like, the rim coming off, like, the middle of the wheel. Like th- It was just really strange. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Like, the tires falling off was a serious problem, and apparently the one, like, we were watching, and we saw the one that came off Cas Grawl, and that was pretty clear that it was a problem, that the wheel mm-hmm. wasn't tight. Um, and then we saw the Justin Haley one go, and all of us were saying, like, that's on NASCAR, just by the look of it. But it actually came out in penalties this week that Justin Haley is losing his crew chief and two crew members for four races, meaning it was the team's fault. It wasn't NASCAR's fault on that. Wow. That's what they were blaming it on. Mm. And I think another issue that we didn't see come with these tires was once you get stuck in the grass, you're stuck. Like, Oh, yeah. There's no getting out. I think, who was it, Joey Logano that was stuck? Yeah, Joey was or- stuck for a solid like two laps under caution trying to get it going. <laughs> But he was, yeah, like, as soon as, like, his car stopped on the grass, like, he was done. He couldn't get out. No. And, like they said, it hadn't even rained that much. Like, I didn't understand if it was raining, but it hadn't rained that much. So the ground was fairly not saturated, so it should have been able to go. And the guys trying to push him out couldn't figure out how to push a car. Yeah, I don't know what they were on about. Like (laughs) They were trying to do something strange. Yeah, but I thought that it was a very good race for what we were, like, what I was expecting. It was definitely above my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what was below it. expectations was the Fox coverage of it, in my opinion. 
Oh, yeah. And I saw Mike Joy tweet about this, and he said, you know, we try our best to put out the best content we can. And honestly, my issue is not with the announcers. I thought Tony, Clint, and Mike, and, like, Larry Mack, that was an amazing, like, announcing. Oh, yeah. They're, they had good chemistry, it was fun to watch, and it was fun to listen to, in my opinion. But what I had the issue is with the was with the camera angles. So, mm-hmm. Mike Joy put out this thing saying, you know... Um, we have a pro. We know that we had the problem with the broadcast, and as broadcasters, we're really having three conversations. So if we get some things wrong, sometimes we're sorry, but it's, it's a lot more difficult than what it appears to be on TV. And I'm like, Mike Joy is the most professional person ever. So I have, z- and it's like all of them, I have no issue with the broadcast. I thought the broadcast was awesome, aside from the camera angles. Like when when there's a car that flips on the back straightaway, and the camera angle only shows two cars hitting the inside wall, and it takes over a minute before we even realize that there was another whole bunch of cars in the crash, that's where mm. I have a problem. Like, even if you're showing a camera angle where they're shooting down the backstretch, you should still have a camera angle on the main pack of cars at all times. Like, yeah, it's it's bad. I think, was it Mike Joy who said, like, before the camera angle showed, he's like, I think a car flipped, but we didn't get it shown. Like, the commentator said it before. Yeah, we were sitting there, and we're like, okay, it's a two-car crash. Like, we were obviously sad that Willie B was out. Yeah. Um, my mom was watching watching upstairs, and I heard her yell because she heard <laughs> Kyle Bush went out. She lo- like she hates Kyle Bush, so she was screaming a joy. And I was like, no, no, he didn't hit anything. Mom, calm down. Um, and then that's what we thought. I thought it was a two car wreck. I was like, okay, so and so like Brad pushed Harrison down. He got into the two of them, and Harrison spun and hit the other two, and you know maybe a three car wreck at most. And then they show, and it's like six or seven or eight cars are all piled on top of each other. I'm like, huh, like. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? <laughs> really though, oh, that was strange. Yeah, and and um, props and ask like this just proves that like lowering the speeds doesn't affect the cars flipping because these cars were eight miles an hour slower than last year, mm-hmm. as well as um, like a lot of enhancements to try and keep it from flipping. And the first wreck with the new car on the big track and it flips yeah so i mean honestly i don't think you're ever going to get these cars to sit on the ground they're always when they spin around you're not going to get it the same way they're always mm-hmm. going to be hitting at different angles that you can't account for you and racing is always going to be inherently dangerous i think that's what people need to figure out is that racing is always going to be dangerous yeah you can never make it perfectly safe like it's always going to be some form of, of danger obviously but i completely agree with what harrison said during that flip after the flip with brad he said you know it was too early to be pushing like that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I thought too. Is it was way too early to be pushing like that, and um, Brad was clearly last year. He said like I'm not gonna. If someone's gonna block me. I'm not gonna let up anymore. And he stuck to his word. I'd say because a lot of the crashes came off the bumper of him. And you know what? <laughs> About half of them. Yeah. And you know what? People are giving him a hard time, but. Brad's been blocked with bad blocks and gotten taken out in so many bad ways. And listen, I'm not a Brad Keselowski fan at all. Like everyone knows me knows that I don't like Brad. Yeah. And so I don't know why I'm defending him here right now, but I am. <laughs> and I say like, he's been put in bad situations, and he's here to win a Daytona 500. And he hasn't. And he's seen people throw bad blocks, wreck people, and that's how they want it. So you know what? Brad was like, you know what? I'm trying to win this. This is my first team, and he saw this opportunity in a team that doesn't know if they're going to do well on these bigger tracks or on the norm conventional tracks as a way to get himself into the playoffs as well so yeah. he's going to push like hell he's one of the top restrictor plate drivers so i don't know if you're looking a hard time but anyway is what it is true i know what uh, you mean 
Yeah. Um, so an- another point. Well, I just want to add on like the crash- crashing thing about the uh, the chassis stability and stuff like that. Um, how they're much more rigid, which is like mm-hmm. a good and a bad thing. Yeah, like we saw Joey go straight into the wall at um, during the duels and mm-hmm. the last lap, and when he went into the walls, there was no lift on the rear end. There was no, um, like, it, and the front end didn't really crumple at all. It was like he hit the wall, and it was super rigid, like you were saying. There was no yeah. crumple zone, nothing like that. And then he got T-boned on top of that um, by Harrison Burton, albeit probably at a slower speed. And there was no repercussions. And Harrison didn't even have to go to a backup car, first of all. That just proves how rigid these cars are and, like, durable. Yeah. And second of all, you had Joey, like, didn't even go up in the air. So, obviously, they did something right with that. But the problem that I have is is how hard these crashes look from inside that car. And how they feel from the driver when they're getting hit and the car's not giving any. It's all coming out in the driver. Exactly. Because... The thing is, is like we saw like the spectacular crash of Hyatt Snyder, but all the energy was thrown away from the car. Like when all the stuff is breaking off and everything like that, it's all being dispersed elsewhere. Yeah, and that's what you want. You don't want all your energy going onto the driver because that's how drivers get killed. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how much safety equipment they have and stuff like that, the biggest thing is that how much the car is going to take of that. Um, and I mean, it almost it gives me a weird feeling like seeing how rigid the cars are. Like I don't know. It doesn't give me a great feeling. Well, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, I obviously like the you know they're harnessed in there. They're they're in the Hans device. The problem isn't that they're gonna their head's gonna go forward unless the Hans device like malfunctions. It's mm-hmm. more just the fact of how rigid the hit is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how well, I feel yeah. about it. Well, that's the thing. Regardless of how much like safety equipment you have, like your helmet and the Hans device and like the the seat and all that stuff, like your brain still moves in your head. So it can still hit the inside of, like, your skull. Exactly. Like, Dale you know? Jr., like, he had to retire early because he had so many concussion issues. And mm. he's talked about it. And he's he had concussion issues forever to the point where he would be, like, race on Sunday, feel sick Monday, barely be able to get in the car Friday and go race on Sunday again. Yeah. And just because of the concussions and the hits. And like he said, towards the end of his career, he'd barely get hit on what would look like a routine crash. Like, it wasn't head-on. It was just, or it might have been head-on, but it was a light crash, and he would be rattled and have a good concussion. Yeah. And, like, that's that's where the problem is, is, not, is the rigidness of these cars, where they're taking hits, whether or not they're concussed. Yeah, that is the thing. Because you can be okay, like, physically, but mentally, you know, that's that's very effective on the person, like, effective towards the body and everything like that. Yeah, so it's really hard to get that, like, Goldilocks area of you know, making sure if you just touch the fender, it's not going to, you know, can't come in and pop the tire and then, like, you know, screw the car up, but also, like, not too rigid that it's going to affect the driver's, like, safety and health, right? Exactly. And I it's think really that's hard. why we got to look at it. That's the big, it's, like, it's so hard to find that right zone because, like, you know, driver safety is number one, but then, like, we also want good racing, but, I mean, that's, you know, it's what's, how much you prioritize that over the racing it's it's so difficult to choose exactly so i think now calvin we're gonna oh we're gonna do picks our picks real quick because oh yeah picks. kyle won the picks so we'll talk to kyle about what pick he wants after but i got last so i picked first calvin got second so he picked second mm-hmm. um 
Uh, so we're going to Auto Club this weekend. I'll talk more about this with Kyle. Right now, I kind of want to move to F1, so we're just going to do picks quickly. Um, I'm going to take Alex Bowman, and I'll give my reason why. Because he won there last time by 10 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. that was I know that was two years ago, and a completely different car. But Auto Club is rumored to still be going to the half mile next year. And Alex Bowman has a habit of winning on tracks, and whenever he wins on tracks, they switch the configuration or lose their race. So I'm going with the superstitious <laughs> thing that Alex Bowman will win this weekend because of that. I really hope he does, too. <laughs> I think that'd be cool to see. Um, but I will probably go with, I think I said Austin Dillon. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I just don't know the track as much. and I, It's hard. I don't want to, you know, use one of the, the good picks too early on. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, yeah. That's my right. strategy. <laughs> so we're going to hop over to F1. We're not going to have any like buffers today, aside from maybe when Kyle comes in, we'll do something, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll make a Kyle buffer. <laughs> I'll make Gosh. one. That would be interesting. That would a be Kyle something. buffer. That would be funny. Just All right, so, <laughs> yeah, we have F1 testing, and yes. literally five minutes before we started um, recording, I was on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the news came out that Hawks are going to be running a white livery tomorrow for the testing. Um, instead of having their normal livery. So they're pulling all the your alkali stickers off, which is a huge, huge hit for um, Haas because that's their sponsorship. And mm. and one of the reasons uh, why Mazepin's there. Yeah, that's what I was trying to like go towards was the fact that this could have massive effects on the season already, especially mm-hmm. for that team. Because obviously Schumacher's going to be there no matter what. Um, yeah. But the... Rumor is like last week it was came out that Andretti was trying to buy a uh, an eleventh team into Formula One, and basically the FIA said no, we don't want it anymore. We're good with what we have, right? Yeah. Basically, that's what they said. Like you're going to present more to us for us to actually entertain your thought of coming into the sport. Right. Okay. Now we're in the issue where it looks like your alkali is going to be heavily sanctioned, probably, mm-hmm. um, because of all the real world events going on. Um, and we're also probably going to see that funding leave Haas, which, I mean, Haas has had, I mean, I feel so bad for Gunter Steiner. Like, oh, think of all the things he's had to go through in the last four years. Dude. Just to even try, and this is the year it's supposed to all come together, and then this <laughs> happens. <laughs> they literally threw away last season just to, for this season. And yeah, and, and now this you look, Yeah, and you look at the season before that, he had two drivers that couldn't stop hitting each other. Mm-hmm. And the season before that, they had rich energy. That, that whole fiasco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. there's a whole issue here. And then I, you have the Uralkali thing coming through. And honestly, this is a prime opportunity for Andretti to kind of team up with Gene Haas. It could. Um, and get his way into the sport. Because he could bring that partnership, or even buy out Gene Haas if he wants out after this, mm-hmm. and move that into Formula 1. We still have an American-based team. Instead, we'll probably, I am 99% sure that you will see Mazepin leave the seat because he's only there because of the money. Yeah, I wouldn't and be surprised at all. That means that they'll probably bring in like a Fittipaldi. I believe that's a reserve driver. So mm-hmm. before the season even starts, we could see another rookie come into the field. And they're just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a shame that this has so much an impact on like Formula 1, but it's the way it goes, I guess. Like it's You can't really do anything about it. Like a part um, of me feels for Mazepin because as much as we rag on him for being a pay driver, he has nothing to do with what's happening. That's like, 
let's say like that's like Lance Stroll. Let's say something happened in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's like Lance Stroll, his dad getting sanctioned, Aston Martin having to fold, and yeah. him losing a seat. Like Lance Stroll has nothing to do with it. His father has nothing to do with it, other than they're big businessmen within the country. Yeah, they didn't deserve that. Like they didn't do anything to you know. But for that to happen. Another way, it's like I'm kind of okay with it because Mazepin's not a great driver. It's not like we're losing an all-time great. Yeah, we're losing an all-time meme. um yeah it it is still a shame that it wasn't like his fault that you know that he's got out or that he might leave or you know can't drive but like i don't know it's a it's a weird situation and but oh go ahead okay sorry i was gonna make a joke continue i'll make the joke after it's not important (laughs) i just want to mention that um regarding the like real world events um a few drivers already come out and said that like they're not driving in russia even if the race goes ahead. Part of me wants the race to go ahead and hear me out mm-hmm. because no one will go. None of the drivers will go. So That's true. if a, if a race is canceled, then Russia doesn't have to, doesn't waste any money on hosting a race. If a yeah, race is boycotted, if a race is boycotted, they waste all that money having it set up. That's true. So a part of me is like, you know, have it known that it's not going to happen, but still have it on the schedule, so they have to actually still do it. Mm-hmm. But another part of me is like, just cancel it outright, move it to some other track, and it looks like they're already selling tickets to Turkey, like F1. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, so, yeah, it's just a weird situation. I know I know, I, I know what you mean a little bit, just so that the if it's boycotted, then it, it brings more of a point, and it's like, oh, it's not just cancelled, oh, big deal, whatever. It's like they spent all the money and everything, and they set it up and whatnot, but yeah, like Vettel came out right away and said, "I think it's stupid. I'm not racing there." Like, mm-hmm. and Verstappen basically said the same thing. Yeah, so Verstappen said, "Like when a country is, or sorry, to quote, uh, when a country is at war, it is not right to to race there." Oh, jeez. See, I don't know if I agree with what he said there because a lot of countries are at war that we still race in. Yeah, like, it's it that is true, and it's um. They're, like, smaller wars that aren't as, like, known publicly. Yeah, like, America was at war many times when F1 raced there. Mm. Um, who else was at war? I think, like, Saudi Arabia is at war with some people. Uh, Azerbaijan was at yeah. war, I believe, maybe. Like, I don't know if it was right as it ended, but I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think a better statement that Verstappen could have said, and I think that this is what he was going for, was when one, when a country makes, like, that big of an invasion like when a country is the invading and the reason and it's like them essentially invading a neutral country instigating that's what he meant yeah and i think not just they're at war because any country can be at war that's the thing and it's very like this is a very touchy subject i don't really want to get into it because it's like so geopolitical yeah yeah um but that's essentially what i see it as you know what i mean yeah and i can see like i feel like he does agree like i agree with your statement there but when he comes out publicly, if he says, like, you know, I'm not going to race for, like, the country that invaded another one, it's kind of directed. When this one's more vague and almost, like, more publicly accepted. I think Seb said it perfectly, to be honest. Like, I would have said the what, exact same thing Seb said. Where I'm not, it, I think it's stupid. I'm not racing there. He um, just said he's not racing there? Is he saying yeah. anything else? Okay. Yeah, um, that's as simple as it gets. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find the quote, because it's been all over Twitter all morning. But, and watch, the second I want it, it's probably not going to come up, but... 
That's um, basically what I was thinking. Was you know, I, I never I never found an actual quote. I just said that it just news that he's not, or he's gonna be he's gonna boycott it. Or he's not gonna go. Yeah, basically said like, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Someone's gonna have it here. Like I just looked up his name. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian has said that even if the Russian Grand Prix goes ahead, he will not take part. He said, um, let me see here. He's saying he doesn't think F1 should race in Russia given what is happening and that he's already made his own decision that he won't go himself. So basically that's what all he said was, you know, he doesn't want to participate. Um, he said he's shocked. Yeah. He said he's shocked by the invasion in Ukraine. I should not go. I will not go. People are being killed for stupid reasons, a very strange and mad at leadership. And that's all he said. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he's going out going, I guarantee like Matt, or Schumacher's not going to go. Even if that's oh, yeah. his team boss, like Schumacher's not going to go. No, and I I feel like that the majority of the drivers will they they agree on or it's they seem to agree on a lot of, of stuff like that. So um, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's going to be a, a pretty widely uh, agreed upon thing. Like I wouldn't be surprised if by the time that me and Kyle do ours in a couple of hours, if it's canceled. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> so, like, um, but still, we still had a lot of stuff today. Yeah. So um, yeah. Happened. Aside from that, let's get actually onto like racing and the the testing. Um, I do want to point out. I forgot to like mention this when I, we're going over liveries, but Ferrari, uh, their rear wing is just all black. There's no sponsorship or anything, and the rear wing is like the biggest. Um, spot for sponsorships and like partnerships it's for advertising everything it's like the biggest spot in the car to put stuff and they chose to do it black which is very interesting see i thought with um santander coming back on i think that's how you pronounce it sorry if i butchered it um (laughs) that they would put that right on the rear wing and have like the white lettering on the rear ring that's perfect for me like that's what i thought Mm. they were gonna do me too but yeah that's really weird that they wouldn't do that but again i think ferrari's not a team that's necessarily hurting for money especially with the budget (laughs) coming in so Mm -hmm. i think if it if they think that that makes the car look better or they're like we don't need to stress ourselves to go get another sponsor i think that they're like whatever we can deal with it yeah or maybe they have all their budget covered maybe santander's deal is bigger than we thought or one of these other deals i'm sure they Um, know a lot more about it than we do (laughs) Yeah, it's just, well, <laughs> see, the whole thing with this testing is, is like, that doesn't matter. And they're like, we shouldn't speculate on um, what's happening within the sport and who goes fast and all that. But listen, we're a podcast. Of course we're going to speculate. Deal with we're it. We're going to speculate everything. I'm going to speculate this thing. whole thing. I don't care. I'm going to say, like, you know, what I want to say. And it's going to be completely wrong. And in two months, I'm going to laugh at myself. But I don't care. Exactly. It's, you know, it's meant to be speculated. Yeah, that's the whole point of testing. So we can speculate, watch <laughs> it, and make fun of ourselves later. Exactly. That's the fun in it. Um, um, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. What were you so, say? no, I don't know what I was going to say. I just went, um, as a transition, because it's a crutch <laughs> word that I got to get rid of. Um, so, <laughs> I was going to do it again. <laughs> I did that in my purpose. So, Verstappen, with 147 laps the first day one testing book. That is quite a bit. Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> Ferrari did the most laps overall between the two days. Yeah, they did 153. Yeah. Was that, that was just yesterday they did 153, right? Um, that was day one, I think. Yeah. I think in total I saw a graphic that said, like, Ferrari did the most in overall. And they were also the fastest both days. 
so far. So I think Lando was fastest the first day, and then Charles was fast the second day, and then both days, um, like the first day, Ferrari had 153 laps, and then second day they had 150. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah. Um. <laughs> poor Perez, though, with a gearbox issue, I think it is. Yeah, and and also, like, Alfa Romeo and Haas both had major issues yesterday. Yeah. And it seems like Alfa Romeo's is more serious than Haas. Haas had a broken floor, so that's why they were out most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think they had a different issue in the morning with Mazepin. Yeah. But this, um,. But Alfa Romeo, it sounded like they were complaining of car shake or some sort of shake in the car mm. that they couldn't quite figure out. So that's that's a more serious issue. That's much more serious, yeah. And I think they said some about uh, Haas had fuel injection problems. Oh, really? That's why Mazepin was stopped this afternoon. Mm, was right. fuel injection problems? So it may see it makes it seem like you know, um, that I wonder if that part is a Ferrari given part or if that's a Haas thing because there obviously are both hot Ferrari power units mm-hmm. so um, it makes you wonder like you know you see Ferrari doing so well but then you see the two other guys with Ferrari power units having issues obviously one's floor that's not related but like a fuel injector is probably related yeah definitely so is that something that Ferrari has to worry about within their power unit a little strange very strange very strange very strange indeed also um Carlos Sainz on day two, I think, had uh, 69 laps completed. Nice. I mentioned that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, all, that's all for that bit. That was um, planned. Yeah, oh, it had to be. That had to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we saw the uh, DRS wing open up. Yeah, I thought that was, that was so weird looking. Yeah, it's very strange looking. Like, it looks a lot less effective than the old DRS wing that... But like okay. I said, if we if we can pass without the need of DRS, I am perfectly okay with it. Yeah. Because we saw Carlos Sainz go out yesterday behind the Mercedes and the Red Bull and mm. stay within a second of them for many, many laps, and it didn't look like the turbulent air was affecting him that much. It so, did or didn't? Didn't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what so I that's a serious improvement that, that we huge. are seeing. That's what we want huge. to see. Huge. So, like you just said, that's exactly what we want to see, and that's a very promising thing. Again, it's just testing, but I'm allowed to speculate, okay? <laughs> exactly. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I call a fat dub, okay? Yeah, oh If my this God, is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we can actually follow, and who knows, maybe pass. Oh. No way, really? I mean, Whoa. I kind of like passing, personally. That... Whoa. That would be crazy um, if we could pass be very nice so we also have the perez gearbox issue uh yeah. today it was the second half and apparently there was a problem with this gearbox but they actually got it fixed i think he came out later as well so oh, that's good maybe just a minor tweaking thing it looked like red bull had a new floor coming out um from the garage as well mm-hmm. this afternoon so a couple of weird things coming coming out and Mercedes has been tinkering around with like intake grills on the side of their car. Yep. So there's a lot that. of tinkering going around, like just small adjustments. This is obviously what we expect in testing, but it's really interesting to see how all the teams are working on different things. Like Mercedes is clearly going for sandbagging runs. It's very obvious when Lewis Hamilton finishes 16th in the second day of testing. 
Oh, yeah. Out of 16. But mm-hmm. he only ran the hards. That's all he ran was hard compound tires. Right. Or C2s. Um, yeah, yeah. But then we saw Ferrari go fastest today on the C3s. And we saw both the Alpha Tauri, Pierre Gasly, and the Lando Norris on the C4s, I believe it was, try and catch, and they couldn't pass them. Like, they couldn't pass this time. Um, whether they were trying or not, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to, like, judge, because uh, a lot of it, yeah, it's really hard to judge if it's, like, they're just testing and they're just screwing around, or not screwing around, but, like, doing, um, like, actual tests, or if they're going for hot laps or whatever. My favorite thing is everyone claiming that someone's found an advantage. Like, yeah. Mercedes going, oh, we think Red Bull and Alpha Tower found an advantage. Um, and then, like, Red Bull's like, oh, we think the Mercedes and Ferrari found an advantage within their fuel. And then Ferrari's there, like, uh, we think Mercedes and Red Bull found an advantage. And it's like, okay, guys. <laughs> everyone's like, just pointing. It's like the Spider-Man meme. Everyone's pointing at each other. Yeah, everyone's got an advantage somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of funny. You got to admit. Oh, it's great. I love to hear it. Did you see the clip of Lewis Hamilton where the press asked him, like, are you worried at all that, like, the people making the car made a mistake, um, potentially, and you guys aren't to the same caliber that you have been for the last eight years? And Lewis, deadass, looks at him straight in the eyes and goes, why would I think that? And he's like, well, you know, it's a brand new car. And he's like, where'd we finish the last eight seasons? It's like, burst. Oh. He's like, that's why our team doesn't make a mistake. I was Whoa. like, holy shit, he is on a oh. mission this year. Like, Dang, he's out for blood. <laughs> no, he's he's dead ass, like, ready this year. You can tell, there's like a demeanor change to him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely going to be like, head down, like... He was you like, know. you know what, last year I didn't get my eighth, but this year I will. So, hmm. it's scary. It's yeah. honestly very scary. And I think Max if he does get it. the eighth, I think if he does get the eighth, that's it, but... If he doesn't get it, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back another year. Like, oh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he like gets like second or third or maybe, and they prove to him that next year they can have like a major improvement to the car. I think he'll come back for another year. Yeah, as long as there's like a chance, he's gonna come back. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all it is. I don't think you'll see him switch teams, but I think like you will see him come back if there is a small chance that he can come. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do agree with you that he's the type of guy, like, if he's not going to be in a winning, you know, the best car that has a chance to, like, win him the the championship, then he's not going to race. Mm-hmm. Unless something really, unless there's a real big change in demeanor, which I don't think is going to happen. Plus, one last thing, because I think we're almost at our time to mm-hmm, go for close. the two of us. Um, there was rumors that Alpine had had very big uh, issues with reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, with their power unit right and i'm just saying they ran well over 100 laps both days and haven't had a single issue for reliability yet so i know again it's testing maybe they had the engine tuned down or something but so far it hasn't been a prominent issue yet that they've seen that is good that's that's very good that's what you like to see yeah it's also like now i'm thinking about it the more stuff like breaks on the cars now for the teams it's almost better because like the, the teams might be even pushing the cars to their limit to see what would break at first, mm-hmm. to expect like okay if we do this then this is gonna break and if we do this like I mean, I, again I'm not an engineer but this is what I would do. I personally like when stuff breaks. Like, exactly. 
um, because I enjoy seeing everything under the biggest stress that it can be because that's mm-hmm. what makes motorsports exciting is seeing cars that they're stressed. I don't like seeing cars that can you know, go out, dominate, still not be stressed and just not have an issue. Like I like watching cars, like NASCAR especially, when you used to see engines blow up all the time. I know it's expensive, but I don't care. I'm a fan. That's mm-hmm. what I like. Oh, I'm not yeah. the one paying the bills. No, me neither. That's what we're paying for. <laughs> <laughs> This is what the sponsorships are here for. This is what everyone's here for. Like, this is what it goes towards. Exactly. And I enjoy seeing, like, cars put to their limits, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. That's what it's about, I think. Maybe NASCAR should go to V6 and then have massive horsepower that way. (laughs) That would be great. I would condone that, but I don't think a lot of people would. Imagine in, like, inline four (laughs) racing with the little... (laughs) (laughs) Just like a fucking bunch of civics around Daytona. <laughs> Perfect. I love to see. It. I would pay so much to see that. Yeah. All right. So I think that's gonna be it for me and Calvin. So. Yep. So I will see you guys later. I'll see you in the next part. All right. Peace. Sweet. All right. So we are back into the podcast now. Uh, Calvin has left. He has to go to class. I mean, stupid stuff. Who actually goes to class nowadays, right? Yeah. Really. And Kyle just got off work, so he has come in and joined with me. And I guess I'm just unemployed and schoolless. So that's why. <laughs> no, hey, I'm on winter. I'm on winter break. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with it. Um, so we're gonna go back. Me and Calvin just finished up talking about F1. I saved some NASCAR stuff. You might have realized like some stuff I didn't say that you were thinking about. Because uh, I want to talk to Kyle about it because I feel like he's more gonna want to talk about this stuff. Because he came to a realization when we were watching the race that he had a he had a favorite driver this was his first race first race ever like is that f1 and nascar or just nascar that's first nascar race okay yeah because i think you did watch abu dhabi last year right yeah i watched most of f1 last year started in the summer okay (laughs) yeah um so kyle has decided um who is your favorite driver Austin Syndrome. Oh my God. <laughs> now listen, wouldn't you pick on your first race ever, pick a rookie who won the race? Sure, it's bandwagony now, but I'm not a bandwagon unless I switch even when he's like when he's bad. If he starts doing bad and then I just switch to somebody else, then I'm a bandwagon. But he just did good my first race, so He's going to be my favorite driver. And listen, I accept this, and it makes sense, and I'll explain why I accept this, and I, I know Kyle's not a bandwagon, because Kyle is a big football fan, and Kyle, you like New England, right? Yep, yep. And he still likes New England, even after Tom Brady left, and they sucked for two years. Well, it didn't suck, but did worse. True, true. So I know he's not a bandwagon. That's why I'm okay with it. I'm not giving him a hard time <laughs> for it. Um, I, am kind of, I am kind of annoyed because I am a Briscoe fan. So, one, Cindric got his first win before Briscoe. Two, Cindric's old teammate, Wald Briscoe, coming to the line, so I'm kind of annoyed by that. And three, or they weren't teammates, but his old ride or whatever. You know what I mean. Seems um, like Briscoe's got to get good. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Briscoe won more races in uh, the same in the same year as Cindric in the Xfinity Series. I believe Briscoe had nine wins and Cindric had, like, four. So, just throwing that out there. All right, all right. Yeah, anyway. Cindric did win the championship, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's just because of the stupid playoff systems. That's the only reason Cindric won 
the Xfinity Championship that year. I really love the playoff system. I fucking hate the playoff <laughs> system. All right. Um, but honestly, I'm very proud of Chase Briscoe for this race. Um, I've had, since, like, Kyle can speak to this, that night, Kyle, how what did I react at the end of the race? How was I acting? Oh, you were pissed. <laughs> I was quite pissed. <laughs> but Briscoe, when he was interviewed was super chill. He was just like, yeah, well, where she goes. <laughs> I was not. I was <laughs> and not. Bryce was like, why aren't you mad? I'm more mad than you are. <laughs> I was quite mad. But I can see why Briscoe's okay with it, because last year Briscoe didn't even finish the 500. Like, he got wrecked. So I can completely see why, and especially where Briscoe came from a lap down, basically, in this race. And he's had a really good speed week, so he didn't tear up equipment. And he's kind of building momentum for the rest of the season, hopefully. So I can see why he's okay with it. Me personally, I'm like, man, I want to watch you win. So win a damn race, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was livid. I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there uh, quite livid. So uh, how do you feel about this, though? How do you feel about Ryan Blaney, um, Kyle? Yeah, so what was that? He basically, he was he said he's going to kill Cindric. Like, obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. not. But, like, that's what he said. He's going to kill that kid talking about Cindric. so basically after he finished wrecking on the last lap because Cindric walled him um at the very end of the clip you can hear like doug campbell say like his water said okay p4 good job there just unlucky coming to the line and he went and you could hear him under his breath go i'm gonna fucking kill that kid (laughs) or no it's his crew chief sorry he said that he's like i'm gonna fucking kill that kid i was like dang oh jeez blaney's pissed pissed and then he went on like you could tell he was pissed in the interview and then he went to Victory Lane, and he congratulated everyone on the crew except for Austin Sindrick, from what I heard. Isn't he on the same team, though? Yeah, they're teammates. Why is he so pissed? Because he felt as though he pushed Austin Sindrick to the line, right, the whole way. And yeah. he was under orders, because last year what happened was Penske was 1-2, and they butchered it in the last corner. Yeah. This year, they were 1-2, and he had orders, push Austin until only you two can win it, Right. Yeah. So he felt like he pushed Austin to where it was a fair race for the two of them, and then where he made a move on Austin Sindrick, Austin Sindrick put him into the wall. He uh, felt like it wasn't fair racing. He felt like, like Austin Sindrick wasn't racing him fair. So that's why he's pissed. Because he felt like yeah. he pushed Austin to so many different things out throughout the day, like helped him out all day long, was very patient with him, and then when it pushed him to shove, well, Sindrick shoved him into the wall. Mm. So that's why he was upset with that. Yeah. But I'm all for inter-team rivalries. Like, <laughs> I'm all for it. That's great. Uh, I love that. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of get it both ways because it is Daytona and you want to win it yourself. But at the same time, it's like it's, it's kind of a dick move. Yeah, like, Syndra could have won it fair and square. Yeah. Yeah, um, who knows. And I, I feel like Ryan Blaney's probably calmed down about that by now. Like, that was probably just heat of the moment, like... I'm good. I, I feel like kid. Roger Penske's definitely had a talk with him, no oh, doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it was like, okay, I understand you're pissed, but he is your teammate, so you know. Yeah. Basically, smarten up. But hey, I'd be pissed too. That's all I'm saying. I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Fair. In the heat of the moment. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was. I like I said to Calvin, I was really impressed with this Daytona 500. I thought it was a really good one. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, yeah. 
Well, How'd you think of it as your first race? It, it was it was actually more entertaining than I thought. I th- I I'm not gonna lie. I went into it thinking like, oh, this is gonna be a good time with the boys, but the race is gonna be kind of boring. <laughs> but it was actually quite entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down to do that every year. I honestly loved it, but that's just yeah. me. Well, like maybe like you say like it's the, the Super Bowl of NASCAR. So, like the summer they go back to Daytona or something. On like a Saturday night, get together with the boys again or something. Yeah. Go to the TV well, in Calvin's you, pool. Oh man, <laughs> that would be wild. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, we even Talladega will probably get together. Yeah, I'd be down. Like the super speedways, obviously. Like I understand if you guys don't want to watch the other ones because they're not as exciting. Like, I'd like to show you a Bristol race. Bristol's yeah. amazing, but not dirt. Not Bristol dirt. Fuck Bristol dirt. But. <laughs> Normal Bristol, hundred percent would be down to do that. Yeah, we we could get something going for sure. I just uh, don't know if your I, brother would be into it. That's all. Oh no. <laughs> so for context, my brother came to watch the race as well, but he is not into it at all, and he was asleep for half of it. And he woke up from his nap and realized that we just finished stage one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I. I don't know if he was actually asleep, because I made a comment about going to the bar after, and he his eyes perked up, like, it was, it was, it's like, you know when a cat's, like, sleeping or whatever, and you, like, walk up beside it, and you go to pet it, and it, like, kind of jumps up and looks at you? Yeah. Like, it, it knows that you're there? Like, when I said to, when I said to your brother, I went, you know, um, how about we just go to the bar after the race or something? Or someone said it, and, eat, and he just, just instantly turned around and was like, what? And someone sits up from his slumber. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested. He, he definitely heard something, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah so so that, we'll see. <laughs> I didn't bring up this question with Calvin, because I feel like you, as the person that picked Bubba Wallace to win the Daytona 500 or picks, should talk about it. There's a debate going on. Is Bubba Wallace a top five restrictor plate driver? Okay, now, I'm going to bring up the stats real quick. And I'll I'll bring okay. I'll like give my opinion because I Wallace, I don't know necessarily enough so you you give me some context. I believe in the last three uh, restrictor plate races or super speed races, he's finished in the top three. I want to say maybe top two. He's won one of them, um, and he has two second place Daytona five hundred finishes, and he's always kind of been like a guy that you can see around the top five, like around. You know what I mean? Like there's always those guys that you're gonna see that are hovering. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, like you always know Denny Hamlin's gonna be there. He just kind of got unlucky. You always know Ryan Blaney's gonna be there with the Penske guys. Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I could call him top five yet. He's definitely right there. Like. In my opinion, he's right there. I don't know if he's quite there yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would still well, argue... I would still argue that... Um, Hamlin's better, obviously. Hamlin's the best at restrictor plate raising. I'd argue Ryan Blaney's better. Um, I'd make an argument, just because of his experience and the amount of restrictor plates he's done, that McDowell could be considered a better driver on restrictor plates. Because he's always yeah. just right there. Um, I'd argue potentially Brad and Joey as better. Like I, I'd argue them. I'm not saying they are. I'd argue it though. Yeah, well, it's it's hard when there's not many races in the year because you, somebody can make the argument like, well, if you like, if you look at the last five, which is a whole year of restrictor plate races, 
like Bubba Wallace has done better than these guys. So then there's the argument there, but then there's also the argument of like, okay, but maybe the other guys just got unlucky recently, but look at the last 10 years, who's done better, you know? And that's why I'm saying like Joey, I would still argue is a really good one. Joey's kind of had bad luck lately, but he's still very good. He makes some bad blocks. You got to admit, he makes some terrible blocks, but he's still very, very good at it. Like he's very good at knowing where the run is and all that. And I feel like ever since TJ majors left, like these last couple of races where TJ majors wasn't his spotter, I feel like, and he moved over to Brad, that Brad's gotten even better at it. So a lot of it is too, is the spotter and what they have to say to you. Yep. You got to look at that as well. But I don't know. It's an interesting debate, and I think that I, I could see why he's put in top five, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to put him top five. If he has like another, it, let's say he gets in the next three races, he gets two top fives, I'll consider him top five. Yeah. If that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's allowed he, because to have he, a bad If race. he does it for, for a few, like a few more, then you've kind of established yourself. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um,. Yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we want to talk about? We could quickly do picks for Auto Club. So this is the first time you've ever seen anyone go to Auto Club. It's the first time in podcast history we've even talked about Auto Club, I think. so Because I didn't race there last year. Oh. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I really like Auto Club as a speedway, like as a, as a track. Um, I think it's quite exciting. I like the tire fall-off they get. I like the, um, the movement around the track you get. You run from low to high everywhere. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be like there's. I feel like there's quite the difference between super speedway races with restrictor plates and and a, a normal race. So it'll be interesting yeah. to watch. So Kyle, who's your pick for Auto Club? I'm going to pick it. Like again. I don't know if this is wise or not, but I'm picking Tyler Reddick. Hey, that's actually really a really solid pick. And I'll, I'll tell you why, okay? All right. Reddick is known for running the wall. Like, when when you say running the wall, that means you run the top side of a speedway, right? And you yep. normally do that when you're on a track that's very worn out and old and has very high tire degradation. degradation. Mm. Um... And this is one of those tracks. And Tyler, like Homestead, is he's very good at Homestead, which is a similar track. So I could see Tyler Reddick being really good here if they get the setup right. There you go. I cl- I clearly thought of all those things that you just said before you even said them because that's why I made my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So um, who knows? Maybe two for two. Now, Bryce... I'm 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 gonna take the reins here just because there's an excellent, uh, excellent bridge to, an, uh, the next subject is All right. you said you said you like Auto Club because of the tire fall off right, but speaking of tires falling off, <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about the junk collector of the week. <laughs> I agree. So our junk collector of the week is going to. The tires falling off, okay? <laughs> we saw not one, but two tires fall off. And I would argue that we just have to give it to the tire in general, okay? Because 
When you get a flat tire, me and Calvin already talked about this, you are not moving off the grass. Like, Kyle, you remember when Joey spun towards yeah. the end of the race? And he was just yeah. sitting there for like two laps? Yeah. That was actually, okay, that was a t- that was like the best segue we've ever had. That was great. I love that. <laughs> like the, the segue, that was amazing. Yeah. But yes, completely oh. agree. Tires falling off is unacceptable. I don't care if it's the, the team's fault, if it's NASCAR's fault, but would you go, like last year, I can't think of any tires that fell off at all, except for when one guy got in a crash and it blew off. That's fine, right? We had yeah. two in one race fall off. And I know that they, one, they, and one wasn't even the wheel. It was just the tire. The tire popped off the wheel and rolled. Yeah, they actually. Yeah, yeah. They blamed one of those on the team. The one where the it was like it looked like the rim fell off. It wasn't like the. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't the one you were just talking about. It was the other one? They blamed that on the team for a loose lug nut or wheel nut. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that. I like the idea of single lugs, but it's going to take a minute for it to be considered fully safe, in my opinion, because these teams are <laughs> yeah. just missing. Yeah, exactly. I also saw a clip, I just want to bring up quickly, after Harrison Burton flipped, of him trying to drive it back to the pit lane. <laughs> really? Just to bring it, yeah, there's a clip of him trying to spin it around, but there was something broken to the front end and it wouldn't go. <laughs> Nothing's more funny, though, than Kyle Larson, I think, driving with his car completely skewed. <laughs> Or oh yes, Denny it was Denny. Ha- it was Denny, Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, Denny Hamlin. Yeah, driving with the car diagonal, but it was going forward. Oh Ooh. man. Okay, Kyle, I'm gonna jump in here because I believe we're done with NASCAR. Yep. Um, yep, sure. Quickly, I just read something on Twitter. Like it's a very fluid situation. We're gonna jump to F1 real quick just to talk about a couple things. Um, Haas is seen removing your alkali stickers from their trucks. So, again, wow. We are seeing some very quick moving things with this yeah, whole situation. <laughs> it, this is quite uh, quite the time, just uh, in general. It, Not even just F one, just in general. This is this is something. It's quite scary in general. Like mm-hmm. that's how I would describe this whole situation. Yep. And I already talked to Calvin. I don't want to get into geopoliticals a lot of stuff oh, no. about it. And well, the thing is, before the podcast, but pe- people get so depressed about this stuff by listening to the news. So that's why we don't talk about this stuff. We exactly. talk about it. We talk about its effect on racing, if there is any, and if there isn't, we barely talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there is an effect on racing in this situation, so I do want to bring it up. Like it's a yep. very fluid situation, so I figured I'd throw that out there. Um, but speaking of liveries. There were some new ones that came out this week, and me and Calvin didn't talk about them at all. So, oh. we saw the Mercedes Silver Arrow come out, and we saw the new Alpine car come out as well. Yeah. So, how do you feel about both those cars? Um, you throw in your idea, and I'll throw in mine after. Personally, I think they're both nice. Uh, I, th- I think, honestly, I think I prefer the black for Mercedes, but I would say, other than the black, this is the second best look that Mercedes has ever had. And then for Alpine, I think it's an improvement off of last year. But I think they could do a little bit better. I still like it, but it's, I don't know. I think it could do a little better. It's funny because I think we went opposite ways on this. 
Oh yeah. The, the Mercedes, <laughs> I love the silver arrow. I don't know why. I just love the look of that car. Like the silver, I love it. Um yeah. the only I, issue I really I have like with how it, much green. I really like how much green they tied in with the silver. I'd be super bummed if it was just all silver. Oh comple- would, completely would, agree. Yeah. Um the only issue I have with it is the number placements. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're kind of on a bad spot and they're black, so it's hard to see the actual number. So uh, um, that's the only issue I have with it. Other than that, like I love the design. The Alpine, I feel like, is a step back. I'm not a fan of how they did the pink into it. I like the pink livery they made, like the one they're racing for two races. I really yeah. like that one. I'm not a fan of the blue one with the pink. I feel like they could have incorporated it in a better way. I'm not a designer, and I don't know how I would change it. Because, listen, my art skills are not it. But um, I don't know. I just feel like there's something missing with it. It's not right to me. Yeah. Well, Calvin, just as we were talking, sent a picture (laughs) of the Alpine car next to, like, a strawberry milkshake Oreo box, and they look the same, (laughs) because there's the blue and the pink. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, I like the color combination, but you're, like, I kind of agree with you that, uh, I don't don't know, I, I, like, I, I don't want the car to be all pink, but I also wish it had more pink, you know? I feel like they I feel like it would have been nicer if they put it up on the actual body instead of just the side pod. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I saw this. Is that camo livery for uh Alfa Romeo? Is that like actually their livery or or is that No. Okay. The problem is, is because they have Gwen Yu Joe coming in, they have a lot yeah. of like new sponsorship coming in, and yeah. they haven't confirmed all the companies yet, so they're still designing it. That's why they have such a late release date. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, I saw on Instagram, I think it was, that look, and I was like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> whatever that camo look they got going. So, I just prayed that that wasn't their actual livery. Yeah, I don't know when it's actually coming out. Um, something tells me sometime this week. I 27th. think it might be the tw- 28th or 27th, yeah. It's the 27th, so it's on Sunday. That's weird. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't think it would be on a Sunday, but it's on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll, I'm we'll okay see. with it. We're getting awfully close to uh, Lights Out at Bahrain. Uh, we're less than a month away. Yeah. I'm very excited. Me too. Very, I can't wait. Um, so, uh, side pod designs. We saw with the testing some new side pod designs. We saw Haas go with the uh, Ferrari look, completely changing what they had on their other car. And we finally saw Red Bull, who has like an undercut to theirs. Like, you know how girls would go to like the salon in the summer or whatever, and like they'll have a bunch of hair, <laughs> yeah. long hair and they'll get an undercut? That's honestly what I think of when I see the Red Bull car. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Such a perfect analogy. <laughs> That's what I think of when I see that car. It's I don't know. If it works, it works. But I feel like those two teams, uh, Mercedes and Red Bull, are sandbagging heavily right now. Well, like yeah. Us, yeah. The, I, it's, it's so hard to say anything about it because we don't know what's going to be good yet. Like, I, I'm not a master at aerodynamics so 
Like, I can't look at Ferraris versus Red Bulls and be like, ah, yep, Red Bulls is, is better designed. So, but they're all so different. So, I don't know. I feel like this first race, there might be some some serious spread between the drivers more than usual. Like, I know cars get lapped sometimes, but but I don't know. It feels like whoever's yeah. is the best will be way By far. Front. Yeah. I hope that we see... Like a couple of cars. Like I, my hope is we get three cars that can compete, at yeah. least. That's yeah. like the dream for me is to get at least three cars that can compete on a week in week out basis and have all different designs. And as long as one of them is Ferrari, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because Mercedes. I was talking to Calvin about this earlier again. Um, Mercedes is like, well, we think that Red Bull and AlphaTauri found something. And then Red Bull's like, oh, we think, like, Ferrari and Mercedes found something. And then Ferrari's like, oh, we think Mercedes and, like, McLaren found something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like Calvin described it as, as a Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Yeah. And like, who's who? And I think it's the funniest thing because they're all trying to sandbag. But um, yesterday in testing, we don't know how, like, fast these cars are compared to the other ones. We don't know that yet. There was assumptions that it could be two and a half seconds slower they assume they're going to be slower, but we don't know. We saw Lewis Hamilton yesterday in Sector 1 go completely purple, like knock everyone out of the water, but then he backed off. Mm. So, obviously they don't want to give away some stuff, but I feel like all the teams aren't putting in there. I feel like they're all on heavy fuel loads. They're all yeah. just trying to see how the tires are great. We've got brand new tires. They're trying to see how it performs in different situations, like following other cars. So... Um, yeah, I don't think any team is is going to go for a qualifying run until we get to Bahrain. No, and yeah. That's when we find out who's who, who's what, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're all trying to deceive one another, be like, "Oh no, no guys, I'm not I'm not that good." Like don't, like exactly. don't like this is going to be my year off, guys. Like like don't don't worry about me. Like it's it's, it's no big deal. But I think it's interesting. All of a sudden race one, boom. Win. <laughs> I think what's interesting is we saw, we were talking, me and Kyle were talking about this on Monday, um, in the in the car or whatever, was that the amount of different, like, small technical pieces that Haas has on their car is insane. Like, yeah. they have, like, a little Y bars coming off the cockpit, like, just small, small things that other teams just don't seem to have yet. Um, like, little lines here and there, like, little small micro adjustments that makes differences. And it seems like Haas has found those already. Because they spent yeah. so long working on this car, so yeah, that's true. They I hope it all pretty much they him. threw away last season. Yeah, basically to make their car better for this season. Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting to see. I oh, really hope they, that Haas can come out of this whole thing. Like it's such an overbearing thing right now for them. Oh, definitely. And I really hope they can come out of it. And that's all I can say. Like I do hope that someone takes over that car if they have to or whatever yeah well who knows but will there'll always be at least 10 teams because somebody's gonna pick up the mantle like, i think andretti do. picks it up if anyone yeah. yeah so like as a viewer no big deal but like as somebody who's i guess more than a viewer like in it kind of pays attention more yeah uh, you, you hope the best for them um so yeah i um we're gonna jump into indycar for the first time ever kyle okay okay 
Oh, man. I am ready. You know why I'm ready, Bryce? Why are you ready, Kyle? <laughs> because I don't know anything <laughs> about IndyCar. <laughs> I don't either. This is why this is funny. Because we are going to be talking about IndyCar uh, quite a bit this season. We want to get into it. Um, Kyle and I were talking about it, and... I think Calvin said if he has time, he'll watch it, which means he probably won't watch it. Don't tell him I said that. But, um, uh, uh, hopefully he skips over this part when he's editing. <laughs> I really hope so, too. But he won't get mad at me for saying that, I don't think. I think he'll laugh. Calvin, um, send sus emojis to our Instagram group chat if you heard this part while you're editing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> that we got past that. Um yeah, uh, we're just going to be looking at watching more IndyCar this season, and that's going to be something that we want to do. Um, might make the podcast a little longer, so we'll have to see what happens. But uh, first race is in St. Petersburg this weekend in Florida. Um, so I don't know what to expect. I think that we're going to see, like, I think Roman Grosjean's full-time. I believe Scott McLaughlin's full-time again. Jimmy Johnson's full-time. Um, we're going to see if Alex Pillow can defend his championship. See if Colton Herta and Paddle Award can break out. Like that's who I want to see really big is Colton Herta and Paddle Award. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly I I don't know enough to to know who's good, but I do know that I really enjoy watching Roman Grosjean. Yeah, he, I'd like he, to see him. He's good. he's fun to watch, and his I don't know. There's something about the purple car. That's that's well, nice. He's not. In a, I don't think he's in a purple card this year. No, but, you know, he's not. I don't oh. think so. <laughs> Never mind. Screw Grosjean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's, I don't well, want to we'll speculate. See. I don't want to speculate. But again, if this whole Haas thing falls through, right, and Andretti picks it up, Andretti's. <laughs> no, I think I think like okay. everyone's talking about Fittipaldi going to F1. What if oh. Herda magically gets a super license because Herda is Andretti's like golden boy right and that's True. how Herda was rumored to go to F1 so what if we magically see Colton Herda end up in F1 that I, I wouldn't would complain. be crazy I wouldn't complain either but that would be crazy yeah that would be that would be pretty insane so like I'm just throwing it out there first like right here like if something happens where that does happen I can say I called it but yep yep yeah I don't I don't think it'll happen uh-huh. but I can say I called it I'll lock it into the old brain bank. Even if it doesn't happen this year, like next year, if this oh, whole yeah. thing follows through, like next year we could see if him. If at in any F1. time Colton Herta makes a deaf one, Bryce called it. <laughs> That's not that big of a, <laughs> a big brain play. Everyone knew that was going to happen, but if it happened like in the next year, then it would be big brain. Yeah. But yeah, I think like I like Colton Herta um, and Paddle Award. I really think that someday we might see those two in F1. So maybe sooner yeah. than later. Well, it's always um, weird because some like the grass is always greener on the other side. IndyCar drivers want to go to F1. F1 drivers sometimes, if they're for a bad team, they want to go to IndyCar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you see a lot of F1 drivers that used to or uh, IndyCar drivers that used to be in F1. Like, I think Sebastian yeah. Bourdais, but he's no longer um, there. If that makes sense. A lot of F2 drivers, like Callum Eilat, he came over last year for a couple of races. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones just off the top of my head. Um, man, it's so tough to think off the top of your head. Like, I had three to say before, and I just lost them. But anyway, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know. Grosjean, uh, Marcus Erickson, those two for sure. They used to drive in 
Alexander Rossi, that's another one. They used to drive an F1, now they drive an IndyCar. So I, I recognize Rossi and obviously Grosjean, but I didn't I didn't recognize Ericsson. See, there was a meme a couple years back where Grosjean lost it all by himself on a pace lap, and he comes over the radio and is super static, and he goes, I think Ericsson hit us, and Ericsson was like 30 feet away from him when he spun out. <laughs> <laughs> so oh that, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's what he's been made famous for. <laughs> yeah, that, and he went airborne last year at the Music City Grand Prix, and he won the race. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to oh show you the my. clip after we're done this. Like, I'll show Jeez. you what to watch, and yeah, we're going to watch it. Wow. All right, so I think we're going to end this here. Yep. So Sounds thank good. you for listening, and we'll hope to see you next week. Peace. Peace. Best podcast ever. But wouldn't you rather be screwed with fresh tires? Yeah. I will literally throw my shit against the wall. Like, I <laughs> <laughs>